Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money Your Life podcast, episode 142. We are at episode 142. It's a new, fresh week. Before we even get into the topics, make sure you like, subscribe, five star rate, review the podcast, and also support the podcast. There's a link uh, wherever you watch it to do that as well. We'll get into everything this week. It's more of a quiet week. We have the market talk, we have news and events of the week, business news and events of the week. So we'll get into all of that. We also have our segment where it's either a question of the week or roundtable. We'll get into that as well. So make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rating review. Let's get into the show. All right. So current news update. We'll start with the market. Um, last few days in the market has been a two, three-day bounce in the market. A lot of it is anticipation for earnings, right? So a lot of earnings per share, a lot of estimates and projections have been revised a lot lower. So I think Bank of America came out with earnings that were handily beat on the top and bottom line of the revenue line and on the earnings line. And it kind of gave a little bit of optimism for investors about the next of this Q3, this past quarter's earnings and how they would look. And that is what you're seeing with a pretty handily seen bounce over the last few days um, upwards in the market. And a lot of it's also that the market's due to bounce based off of a few weeks of a downward trend. So it's a bearish, it's a, it's a bear, bear, a bull market in, within a bear market for the last few days. And right now we saw some flight to yield recently, flight to safety yesterday. And right now today we're a little bit higher as well. So warnings will be coming out, more numbers will be coming out and it'll give you a sense on what management, what companies are saying about the future. The big thing is the projections in this. Like, our companies seeing that demand is slowing, that consumers are pulling away from buying their product or their service, then that will give you pause. And we know that demand is supposed to be taken away because the Fed is raising rates and trying to slow down this hot economy and to loosen the labor market, uh, have companies essentially fire people. So, or lay off, I should say. So that's the big thing we're seeing in the market. Now, if we're actually going to numbers, we actually saw Netflix gave their subscriber numbers. They had their quarter three report and the shares spiked because they added 2.4 million subs, subscribers. It was the biggest gain for them this year on a quarterly basis. It was about double the the projections that they had. Um, And they're also set to launch their new $7 a month ad-supported plan in a dozen countries. Um... They said they're going to crack down on the 100 million households that stream without an account. And, you know, their numbers are strong. Their numbers are strong at the top and bottom line. And that was something, I think it's that a fresh slate of good shows, honestly. They had the Jeffrey Dahmer series, the some, some other big series in this last quarter that came out that were really, really strong and some more coming. Um, and I think that's why you saw the numbers climb up so much over that year. And on the flip side, Tesla had, Mixed results, not as strong. Mixed results, uh, they're cutting their 2022 vehicle delivery target, uh, but they say the demand stays strong. They're cutting their target, though, so I don't know if that makes sense. But they said they're going to stay strong throughout the pandemic, and then they reported a near record profit. They're profitable, or their record uh, doing better on the bottom line. Um, so more and more reporting news. United Airlines, we talked about them on CNBC yesterday, jumped Significant boost in their forecast. People are traveling again. The leisure, flexible work is allowing for change in travel patterns and giving a boost to their demand. So 
that's another strong, strong numbers for them. And and it's showing to hold demand. The big thing for these companies is holding demand. And if they can either keep price or raise prices, have pricing power, hold demand throughout the next couple quarters, those companies will bode really, really well. McDonald's is planning to test Krispy Kreme donuts within their stores, within their retail McDonald's locations. I think that's a good move. McDonald's Krispy Kreme teaming up with and uh, teaming up with each other. And so now you can get your Big Mac, your Sprite, and then a Krispy Kreme donut to go with it. This just sounds like something I definitely shouldn't eat and won't eat for the foreseeable future. But it sounds it sounds pretty good. Don't, don't, it sounds pretty good. Um, I can't lie to you. Rolls Royce is going to release an electric vehicle, Spectre electric car, and it's going to be four hundred thirteen thousand dollars. And it's already sold, pre-ordered, three hundred plus U.S. orders in the U.S. Already three hundred people are like, "Hey, I need this half a million dollar electric Rolls Royce." Um, oh wow. So that's that's quite interesting. More company news. Goldman Sachs, their shares rose after they reported better than expected earnings thanks to a boom in bomb, bond trading. But the profit was still down 43%. So quick fact. A recent survey found that millennials plan to spend $225 on Halloween this year, which is the most for, of any generation. It's either people really love Halloween or the prices are just up. I don't, you know, who knows? Not a big Halloween person. Not not a big Halloween person. Myself. So we have more and more banks coming out with news. Europe is prepping for a tough winter. They have blackouts um, because Russia has cut natural gas supplies. And it's just not just the EU. New England's energy um, companies say that overseas competition could mean winter blackouts statewide. So energy crisis is still happening overseas and, and uh, state, state land, mainland here as well. And that is something that we have to pay attention to, especially, especially as we get into winter. So big merger news, Kroger, I don't know, depending on where you live, all the grocery stores are always different, right? So like you have your big Midwest ones, your East Coast ones, your West Coast. But I don't know where Kroger is, but Kroger is going to buy Albertsons for $25 billion. So it's a super merger. Um, and it's more than just about groceries, right? It's, it's um, so Kroger is buying the smaller rival groceries, Albertsons, for $24 billion. It's going to be one of the biggest combinations and mergers uh grocery history. Um, they think it's going to boost their profits. They're going to be able to integrate things, slim down operations, have more leverage in, in negotiations. But it could also boost their share of the retail media market, one of the fastest growing advertising sectors, folks. So they're trying to compete with the big dogs, Walmart, Costco, and they're merging to try to make that happen. And we'll see if they'll be able to. It's going to be a, a, a big, big task for them going forward, but they're attempting it. And they're attempting it pretty, pretty hard. So 2023 income tax brackets have come out. The IRS released it. Um, the standard deduction is increasing to 2700 excuse me, 27700 for married couples and 13850 for single taxpayers. Um, there's also a couple of changes to alternative minimum tax, estate tax exemption, earned income credit, and flexible spending accounts limits, among others. So high inflation, they're adjusting the tax brackets. I would check it out. There's a post on CNBC.com. See where you land in there. 
And also for the older listeners, there's a record 8.7% social security cost of living adjustment. adjustment. So people collecting social security, there's a record 8.7% social security cost of living adjustment coming, I think it's coming in 2023. So another tidbit on taxes and what to know. Uh, so that's it. There was a bit of news. It was a bit quiet. Nothing crazy this week. I was able to get some rest and come back feeling great. Third year anniversary of our company, my company, New Street Advisory Group, able to help over 400 households across the country. Third year anniversary is coming up this weekend. It's crazy uh, what we've done over the past three years already and so much more to come. Next up, we will get into the questions of the week segment next. All right, folks, question of the day, personal finance question of the day of the week, whatever you want to call it. I thought this was interesting. It's more of a stat of generation millennial Gen Z stat than um, question. But what was what was the number one reason new Latinx or Hispanic investors gave for opening investment accounts in 2020? So what was their number one reason broken out by categories? Let's look at them. With 43%. It was to invest with the small amounts. That's good. We've always preached that. You can invest with small amounts. New Street Advisor Group has always preached that you can do whatever your budget allows you to do, especially when you're compounding long-term. People don't like that, like to make small movements, but it's sometimes what's best for some people. At 28% coming in next was retirement. Of course, you can't just save money to retire. You have to invest some of your money to retire. Coming in at number three was a goal other than retirement. Maybe that's buying a house. Maybe that's doing different things. Certainly smart to have that cash compounding while you wait to do that. And this is 2020, folks. The next reason was market dips. And they say make investing cheaper. Um, better phrasing makes the value better as you purchase. But yes, that's what was 18%. Not a bad, not a bad thing, especially for younger people, all people. If you're under 60, smart. And didn't want to miss an opportunity. Well, yeah, these are these are great reasons. Um, other reasons, of course, should be, you know, the same similar thing. Long term investing, understanding that this is for long term goals, um, to preserve wealth over time, to increase wealth over time, uh, to to just get better with your money. A lot of people they they have money in their bank accounts, they'll just spend it. Sometimes that's good, not but not all the time. Um, and so those are some of the reasons I thought it was really interesting to what motivated people in 2020. I think the stat was in 2021, there was almost 20 million new investment accounts opened up in 2021. So this, this data was from 2020, the survey, but the 2021 was also a big year for people getting involved, getting invested, uh, thinking about just long-term goals, being smarter and all good things for all minority groups. To be honest, this one just happened to be focus on Latinx, but all groups um, should be doing so. And another thing we're seeing, especially as things change in the economy, and then they will change, that's okay. What's happening? Are you leaving a job? Are you transitioning? Are you separating from a job? Are you getting laid off? All these things have to pay a part in your plan and meaning potentially mean rollovers, um, different sort of things that need to be taken care of, 401k rollovers, different sort of things that need to be taken care of ASAP. Um, and something we have to think about over the next two quarters, which will probably be the bumpiest for a lot of people out there. 
Well, folks, that is it for this week. We had a great, great week of news, questions. And guess what? We'll do it all again next week.